May the words of my mouth and the meditation of mine heart be acceptable in Yahweh's sight. He is our strength and our redeemer, and it is in his name, which is his authority, that we pray, praise, proclaim, project, and protect today's message. Aman. Um, Hola, mi nombre es Kofi, como esta? Bonjour, shem abel Kofi, saba. Ni hao, namaste. Osaya anaketawaya, Ohio. I see you. Manute. Wagwan. Aloha. Habarigani. Akwaaba. Mataase. ETC. Jambo. Mimini Kofi, ni nafranco katana nuewe. Boker tov, boker tav, boker tav. Bakwaratav. Barakalad shem yachava. Aanai. Aanai Kofi, Kohelet of Servants of Christ, Mashalam Hei, Maisa Pachi, Kwam, Yahasarael, Tida, Achi, Atan, Zion. Hello, everybody. I am Pastor Kofi, Pastor of Servants of Christ, where we are always changing lives one mind at a time, but being a voice of the voices and speaking the unspoken. Grateful to be before you guys again today. We give all honor and praise to the Most High, We give all praise and honor to Him for my wife, the Honorable Amma, who lives a life that's able to be honored. As always, you can check her out on TikTok, YouTube, her website, and Pinterest at Bloom and Flourish. Not A and D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish. She is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree. And we're thankful and grateful for everything that she does for the diaspora. And um, hopefully, you guys can continue to support her and uh, what she's doing for the diaspora. And we thank you guys for doing so um, at this moment in time. Trying to pull it up. Please forgive me, babe, uh, for still not. I don't know why this has been like escaping my memory. I have the picture of it, though. Now, watch me not be able to find it. <laughs> uh, here we go. No, oh, no, no, no. That's from last year. Sorry. Or last year. That's from last month. Elderberry. Excuse me. No, that's, that was the tension of the month last month. This month is, I told you all. Let me find it real quick. Oh, my greatness. I know I had it because I posted it yesterday. Why is it I can't find it? Ugh. Oh, wow. It's not It's not here. I don't know, babe. I'm sorry. If you if you can, can you give me the name of the tank shit a month ago? I don't know why I can't. I haven't been able to commit this to memory this whole month. Ugh. I can't find the picture. I'm sorry, babe. If you can. I don't know if you put it up or not. Well... Um, if, well, if you, um, of course you can always be part of her WhatsApp, different things like that. This is what the tension of the month was last month. Elderberry, she has many different tensions, but the different tensions that are featured each month. So if you'd like to be able to participate in getting the tension for yourself or getting something that helps, et cetera. Okay. Sorry. So the tension of the month, I guess is resolve it all. My bad. So there we go. <laughs> I got it now. All right. So resolve it all. And why can't I? Let's try this again. Okay. So take sure the month is resolve it all. All right. Benefit supports DNA and melanin, treats Alzheimer's, destroys parasites and infections. I'm on. So if you're interested in participating and making sure that we are being healthier, they might have somebody else who you'd like to help with some of these things as well. Uh, feel free to go ahead and partake in Resolve It All. That's the tension of the month. You can reach her um, at 410-469 and then follow that up with 1553. Um, and text her there or you can just get in contact with us. We'll make sure that we get you the information ASAP. I'm on. Alrighty. So thank you guys. Appreciate you. Um, and thank you for being on with us. So uh, we'll go ahead and get ready to do our Bible pledge. I don't have a particular verse set of verses and scriptures. We're actually going to do more historical. 
stuff today. And that's how even me and go into his story. Of course, we'll deal with the story as well simultaneously. But we're actually going to do a little more historical documentation or historical um, reading, study, etc. And so, um, you know, if you guys today, if, especially for the note takers, today's the day that you guys will really, really, really appreciate. I'm on. Uh, but we will do our Bible pledge to get started. So if you want to go ahead and put your right hand in the air, your device in the air, your Bible in the air, and, and just get ready to repeat after me, we'll do that real quick. And then we'll go ahead and get started. Hallelujah. Aman. And we'll see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Um, let's say our Bible pledge together. And just repeat after me until we go, this is my Bible. This is my sword. And this will I trust. For Yehoshaphat is Lord. No sort of God shall ever be heard, for this is my Bible, and this is Yah's word. Atsham Yechavach, Aman, Amen. In Yechavach's name, Amen. Um, thank you for doing that with us. So today, uh, we'll be focused on, uh, with the title, I guess, for today is, and now, of course, I need my marker, and I can't get my marker. Ay, ay, ay. Wow. I don't know what happened that fast. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. Give me a second. I got other color markers, but I got the black marker that we just used. And I got a backup black marker. I have both of them here. And I put it down somewhere. <sighs> okay, y'all, sorry. Hold on one second. I apologize about that. Um, can everybody see? Can everybody read that? Can everybody read that where you are? Obviously not on the podcast, but for those who are on TikTok and on YouTube, are you guys able to see that all right? Okay. So if so, we'll go ahead and get into it. Let's get started. Amen. So, um, yep, you guys can see it. Okay, cool. And let's say hello everybody real quick as we're getting ready to start today. How you doing? Sister Carla, Brother TJ, Sister Joy, uh, um, Minister Jenny, Sister Yvette, he said Psalm 7, he read Psalm 78 after the line, very powerful, Amen, 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 um, let's see, um, how you doing, uh, Tamara, um, how you doing, once again, babe, you know, as always, you can check out my wife, the Honorable Ama, on TikTok, YouTube, or website, and Pinterest, at Bloom and Flourish, not A and D, the letter N, Bloom and Flourish, she is a healer, herbalist, chemist, and biologist, biologist by degree, how you doing, W-I-T, D, um, Ahavaya for life, Isaac, uh, Sister Betty, Warren, Sister Sheila, Minister Tamara. By the way, thank you, brothers, for yesterday. Yesterday, and uh, our men's meeting was excellent. Praise Yah for you. Continue to keep Minister Stephen in prayer. We're praying for you to heal, bro. If you're on with us today, or if you're not on yet, how you doing? Hola, mi hermana Sherry. How you doing, Radio Prince? How you doing, Thoughts with SG, SSJ, <laughs> Big Brother Thomas, Sister Bree. Uh, Sister Beverly, everybody, come on in, come on in. How you doing, Devin Martin? Let's see, let's see. Pat Green, JP, um, Omika, thanks for being part of community. Fats, thanks for being part of the community. It's your first time, all right, appreciate you. Thanks for being on. Alrighty, so I think that's everybody. We got you on here for mission name, charge to my head, not to my heart. We appreciate you. So today... Here's our focus for today. This is what we're going to go and focus in on. And we're going to see how this affects um, the planet. Right? 
So today, what we're going to deal with, we're going to be more historical. We always are really historical in the stuff that we bring about, but today we'll focus in on some historical stuff, evidence, etc. And we're going to talk about London police work. Yes, London police work. Somebody's like, what in the world? Now, some of you, we went over this like on the old channel, I think, the old YouTube channel before they took that down. So some of you have heard a little bit of this. We're going to be way more in depth today, though. And our notes that we're taking are going to be way more in depth. All right. So we're going to we're going to learn some things and maybe some things about how the world works, because we forget that if there was, um, you know, if there was a place, a time where the UK said that there was not a time that the sun went down in their empire through colonization, there's some things that you're still dealing with. And London police work, therefore, is something that's gone around the world. So. If the sun never has, right, and we must remember, just like we still do a lot of Greco-Roman things to this day, right, you're still very romantic in a lot of different values, right, um, we're very romantic, right, Rome-antic, we're very much so into Roman antics, right, so as we talked about before, you do a lot of stuff that you, you do still, you still do a lot of stuff because it's very Roman, right? So the Roman liked, like light, if you had candlelight, if you could afford to, or if you could even make your own candles, you were doing something really cool. So therefore still to this day, you think that it's very romantic, right? To go ahead and have a candlelit dinner. Um, you live in apartments, any um, and stuff like that, not realizing that Romans, more Romans, they live all, all the stuff that you think about is like gladiatorial type stuff or all the stuff you think about is stuff as far as people who were the um, the victors or people who were the senators, people who were the um, the consuls, people who were the, um, voted in maybe as dictators, things of that nature. But you don't think about the fact that many people lived out in caves that were carved out and stuff and they did the best they can. And even stories of how more people were using chamber pots and stuff and things of that nature um, and had chamber pots in their house and sometimes because they didn't feel like going down to the lowest level might even just throw the chamber pot out literally right uh, even you have situations that even go into the 1700s 1800s stuff like that where they tell you stuff like don't throw the baby out with the bath water well because bath water would be thrown out and therefore, if you're not careful, the baby, right, um, might get thrown out with it. The baby actually would be the last person to take a bath. Babies were actually treated very poorly um, because of different things, right? So that's more modern times, but still went into their times, too. So you you might have the father takes a bath in the bath water and the mother takes a bath and then the children take a bath and they're trying to do, you know, they're trying to bathe as quickly as possible. They barely take baths as is and then they're trying to quickly take a bath. And then the baby is the last one in there in a dark, you know, um, basically a dark <laughs> kind of think like a kitty, you know, kitty pool, if you will. And now you had this baby that's still in there. And if you're not careful, you might not see the baby. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Or the baby was the last one. So don't, you know, take the baby out before you throw the bathwater out. This was something that was actually said, right? So there's a lot of different Roman antics and romantic things. We only think of romantic as for some reason relationship wise, but there's more things to romanticism than just just certain things, right? So the same way that we're still very Greco-Roman. I'm sorry, babe. I missed something you said earlier. What'd you say? The Greek-Roman mythology is actually someone's religion. Yeah, 
It's actually someone's religion, right? So you know, we what, what, what were we watching? Who were we watching? Oh, Hercules or Hercules? A lot of people don't even know Hercules. Hercules is the Roman name. Hercules is the Greek name. And the reason he's even named Hercules is because um, Zeus was always getting women, you know, earthly women and other um, deities pregnant. And so Zeus gets one of the times he had a child out of wedlock, the baby was Hedicles, or well, that wasn't even his first name, his real name, right, his original name, but then Hedda, his wife, found out about it, and as she often would, she'd have to go to her daughter, who was supposed to be the deity that would deal with this, um, who would deal with the, the births that were given, right, and she would go to her daughter and be like, yo, curse this baby for me real quick and make sure this baby doesn't make it, so this time, for Zeus to avoid all that, he just goes ahead and tells, tells his wife, hey, to make things nice and make things cool and acceptable, I'll just name him after you, <laughs> so that's why his name is actually Heracles or Hercules, um, not because it was all, because that's something just selling you power, that's because Heracles is like the joy of, or the, or yeah, like the joy of Hera, right, the joy of Hedda. So Hedacles, that's what it's actually saying. So when you look at this sort of Hercules or, or Hedacles, well, a lot of people don't even start at the point of, hey, this kind of jacked up already, right? So there's a lot of stuff. So, so we, and you see a lot of semblances of a lot of this crazy stuff and how many times Hedacles committed murder, how many times he abused animals. Um, you know, his, his story is very wild, but it's somebody's religiosity. And so since people are into this Greco-Roman religion, you continue to look at certain people. Matter of fact, Hedacles is the patron. Well, we don't call him in Roman Catholicism. You would call him the patron saint. Hedacles is like the patron saint of the gym. So the gymnasium, Hedacles and Hermes. Hermes, swift, fast, messenger. Hedacles, this strong uh, person that off animals and stuff like that. Right. So you'll see a lot of stuff to where people go to the gym. What are you looking for? You're looking for strength get stronger faster and back then in gladiatorial times we've talked about this when we talked about revelation with the assembly of smyrna um the fifth assembly they were actually going through a lot of issues because the fifth assembly was um dealing with this spirit in their city so they were dealing with a gladiator and when you went to the gym the gymnasium gymnasium was only for gladiators so slaves who were naked and who were working out and people would go there to watch them or people would pay money to maybe get in there and do other stuff with them but that's what the that's what the gymnasium for is with the gladiators. See, so there's a lot of stuff. If we go into the story of mankind, we can start seeing a lot of the effect, a lot of spiritual stuff that's there, and we must have a spiritual awakening to deal with them. How you doing, Sister Knight? How you doing, DB? How you doing, Jachvanach? Uh, Awareness. How you doing, Yosef? I still don't know if I'm saying that right, Javon. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it anywhere close. How you doing, Minister Tamara? Everybody who's coming on, appreciate you. Victorious one. There's somebody else I feel like I missed earlier. Please forgive me. I think it was a brother. How you doing, Sister Sheem? If I didn't say so earlier. So today, once again, we're going to talk about the history, or really, we're going to talk about London police work. All right? How you doing, Cultural Prospect? We're going to talk about London police work. So one must have knowledge of self. Sure, intimacy with self. Sure, and how does you as a person deal with community? Amen. Because no, no individual is separate from society, and no society is separate from an individual. We don't know your individualism or what you do as an individual if we have no society to base it off of, and we have no society if a bunch of individuals do not become strong enough to make it a society, right? And so today we're going to figure out how in humanity. Right in the in the in the story of mankind and even in his story, how we can see some things about London police work and how it's affected people and how a lot of London governments governance or a lot of UK governance or a lot of Greco-Roman governance or a lot of beast type governance is still around to this day. Right. So 
So we're going to start off with a name. And now those of you, because I know we got quite a few of us who are from the UK and who listen in or who watch the recordings later on. So for those of you who are here, so a lot of these names, um, because I've never, uh, honestly, I've never been to a UK school before. I have taught some people from the UK. I've had some people from the UK kind of show me some things, but I can't say I've ever been to a, a UK school. But I'm, a, I'm going to make the assumption. I know that can be dangerous sometimes, but however, I'm going to make the assumption that a lot of these names I'm going to say to you, you probably heard before, but maybe you'll learn some more stuff in depth and maybe you'll see some connections to it that maybe you haven't thought of. For a lot of people who are in the United States of America who are going to be listening to this, this might be completely new to you. Some of this stuff we're going to be talking about, that's okay as well. All right. So we're going to start off, we got to start off in a certain time frame so we can kind of get a, a different mindset of where we are, right? In the story of mankind and even in his story. So we're going to start off really, this, this, when we start looking at this, we have to go back to the 1680s, okay? Those of you who are taking notes, I told you, we're going to be taking some copious notes today. So we have to actually go back to the 1680s to deal with this, the 1680s. Now remember, um, chattel slavery is already well shaped and, and going um, well, there's already... In Florida, at this point, you're already going to have the Spanish who have started coming over. Um, you would have already had, you know, people going, well, really going back to Leif Erikson, right? Eric the Red Sun, you would have already had Europeans who were coming over. If you, you would have already had people from Africa that are coming over to places like Haiti and things of that nature. You would have already had Christopher Columbus, um, who uses his African training and stuff, looking for the land of Vassarath, showing up in Haiti. Um, all these things would already be prevalent. It would already be in place by this time. How you doing, Sister Helen? Right. So, so the 1680s and even in Jamaica, places like Jamaica, for example. Remember, Jamaica was a Spanish colony before it became an English colony, and they fought over it in the 1600s. So Spain was already dealing. Jamaicans were already dealing with Spain coming over, and then Spain and England by this point are already fighting for about five years or so before England finally takes over. And still to this day in Jamaica, you'll see a lot of Spanish and English um, signs. So this is not something that's that's new. Like, let's not act like the 1600s. A lot of people keep trying to tell you this is some relatively new thing or that the most is only 400 years. Um, going back past the 1600s, there's already people who've been coming over from other places and specifically people coming over looking for Negroes or chattel slaves. Right. Trying to use the Doctrine of Discovery. The Doctrine of Discovery goes all the way back to 1452, was not officially instituted till uh, 1493. So so this is not something that's new. The 1680s, right? But the, or as far as people coming over, but in the 1680s, we got to go back there because what's happening is you're starting to see in the 1680s for the first time, kingdoms and chattel slavery are not the main driving thing. But now people are starting to look at capitalism. Okay, that's important that we catch that. So when we go, when we start talking about this subject matter, matter. We have to be in a position to recognize and comprehend that in the 1680s, we're actually dealing with capitalism. I know they want to tell you that capitalism is this brand new thing, but in the 1680s, you're actually dealing with capitalism. They don't know how to deal with it because chattel slavery has been the main thing that gets you money, right? So we're dealing with chattel slavery versus capitalism. By the way, this is something that shouldn't be news to us because if you know how this works, how you doing, Sister Tawana? Um, if you know how this works, capitalism, right? Which ISM makes it what? 
by the way? How you doing, Gus? Anybody remember whenever we have an ISM on a word, what does that make it? Let's make sure we remember that. Right, that'll help us with some of this mindset too. If we're dealing with an ISM on the word, that makes it a system. Come on, right? And how you doing, Raphael? Right? Amen, babe. A system, right? So, so it makes it a system. So capitalism is something they're coming into for the first time, but they've never really dealt with it. They've had other systems. They've had the system of chattel slavery. They've had the system of kingdoms, of monarchy. You've had a system of oppression in different ways. It hasn't just been slavery over people of color. It's starting to become that now, right? But they're looking for Negroes specifically now. However, at this point, you know, uh, you have Irish people that have been enslaved. You have many different people that are all over the place, right? So in the 1680s, you had this capitalism. You have this stuff where people are dealing with being with being what and how you doing, Don? Thanks for being part of community. Capitalism is a system that's new, so it's a system of capital, right? Now, still, a lot of people don't recognize that chattel slavery and capitalism, at now, they just work hand in hand, right? Because you're prisoners by law. No matter if we're talking about London, like we're going to talk about London police work to show some things. Whether you're talking about London, whether you're talking about the United States of America, Canada, whether you're talking about in... In South Africa, if you're talking about China, right, you're still dealing with the same thing where, where people or persons or even uh, non-natural persons or artificial persons are still used as capital, right? Your birth certificate is showing that, that you're being used as capital. Your birth certificate is worth millions, even though they'll tell you that you have no net worth. Some of you think that you have zero net worth and don't realize that your cap your, your, that your your birth certificate in and of itself, but your birth certificate isn't you, so you don't even think of it as you. <laughs> like you know it kind of deep down inside, you don't even think that your birth certificate is you. But if you're gonna use that straw man or you're gonna allow other people to use that straw man, you gotta realize the value that it has. It's worth millions. Right? So capitalism back then is new. It's it's not something that they're used to. They're 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 still, even though they don't really have kings in place anymore, especially since John and all them, right, have messed up by this point. They, they still don't really have the same, the systems that they had, right? But they at least, you know, um, but, but parliament, even though parliament's in, in place, they still kind of recognize things like kingdom. They still do things in the kingdom, right? They still have a kingdom format, but they're not used to this capitalism. But capitalism is starting to pop up back in the 1680s heavy. And when you have capitalism, Here's another thing that we have to deal with. And forgive me, I might be going back and forth through my notes. We got a lot of notes today. We got a lot of information. So as they're transitioning into capitalism, you must recognize that when capitalism shows up, guess what else shows up? What do you think shows up when capitalism shows up? Right? Because when we have capitalism, now we also have what we might call sects. Right? Or what we might call classes. Even, maybe, you might even want to say classism. Right. Because now how much capital you have is something that's really determining your humanity. Right. How you doing? Many thanks for being part of the community. So just like how much capital you have, just like today, a lot of you guys say, OK, I live in the hood. So in your mind, the hood isn't as great. Right. You want to get out the hood. You don't want to make the hood better because the person's in the hood. Right. I'm not saying you even think like this. I'm saying this is how systemic it is. You get out of the hood because if you get out of the hood, you'll be a better person. And maybe you'll go back to the hood to help somebody, but you're not going to help nobody while you're there. Right. Because you don't want to be in that class. You can't make it if you're in that class. Right. ISM system, a system for classes. ISM capital system, capital. Right. So what do you think comes about if, if capitalism 
is showing up for the first time and you have a different sect of people, right? Different sects of people and you have different classes of people, classism. And by the way, for the podcast, just to make sure you guys are hearing me, right? Sect, S-E-C-T-S, right? Sects, okay? If you have different sects of people, different classes of people and things based off of different capital, what do you think is one of the things that comes with that? What do you think is going to be one of the big issues that's going to show up? Are you doing this tonight if I didn't say so already? Right? Uh, in cultural prospect as well. What do you think is going to be really difficult for people to deal with if we have different classes of people who have different amounts of capital? Right? Don't even. And, and we only. And, and, and let me go ahead and give you a hint. It's not racism. Okay? Division? Okay, sure. We got a division with classism for sure. We have the division with sects of society, sure. What else though? Right? I'll give you a hint. It starts with a C. How you doing, Sister Deja? I'll give you a hint. It starts with a C. What do you think that if we have capitalism, right? If we have capitalism, if we have different sects, if we have different classes, what do you think is going to be a, okay, movement between the classes? Sure. Cultural class, clash? Well, I guess, but this is kind of everybody supposedly sharing a similar culture. Community? Mm, okay. There we go. Thank you, Brother Vincent. Right? We're dealing with all this leads to all this is going to lead us to an increase, an influx, if you will, of crime. Crime will increase. Because people who have no capital, right? Right? People who have it also will lead to corruption, right? As well, crime as well, right? Corruption. We call, we well, we usually both both people are corrupt, but we usually think of the people who are higher up as the corrupt ones, and the people who are lower as the non-corrupt, right? And both people are committing crime, but we usually people think of the people who are lower class as crime, and the people who are higher classes as 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 non-criminal, right? They're just corrupt. They're corrupt officials. They're not criminals. Those are criminals. They're not corrupt. When both are both, right? Right. Um, you know, and in, in, in equities, yeah, unequal or unequal opportunities, they could, they allow for crime. How you doing, Sakim? Thanks for being on. So we have crime has picked up in this time, right? Due to the fact that capitalism is influx. So crime is influx. If there's more capital, if there's capitalism, a system based off of capital, that means there's more opportunity for people to go ahead and say that they can do more with more stuff and they can also enhance, right? Because capital, when you have capital, I'm here to tell you, this is why we talk about a lot of times this word here. We always talk about this in culture. This is why we always say when it comes to words, we don't spell words out. We look at what the proper character is. Why? Because if you don't know the character, you won't know the word. Well, same thing. If you have no character when you get more capital, right? If you don't have the character, right? I can give you more capital. And if you if you're into crime with less capital, all you you'll be into crime with more capital. This is one of the the secrets that even the people who are your oppressors know is that they they choose people. How you doing, Yasunma? They choose people even when or persons 
to come into their society. And even when these person they'll choose they'll choose persons who don't have any character, and they realize that these people who are hard pressed for capital, they'll do just about anything. And so if you'll do anything on that level, then they'll put you up high and say that you'll do anything for us on the higher level. You if you're a criminal down here and criminal behavior is what we use to control you down here, they will use criminal behavior up top to control you. This is why a lot of your favorite rappers, because they lack character, a lot of your favorite rappers, how do you think that they made it? And they can tell you about all these different things. They can come up with stories. They can tell you about all these different things that happen and all these different things. And in your mind, you don't think they're snitches. Right? And how you doing, Lance? How you doing, Blossom? In your mind, these people aren't snitches. That person's a snitch, but this person isn't a snitch. Well, how did they get that high up? And how is it that they tell you all these stories and nothing happens to them? And how is it that they're supposed to be out of the gang... But they can go ahead and talk trash about the gang they came out of. Well, you know why? It's because they're there, now they're of a higher gang and they probably were the informants. Yeah, all of them. You don't think that, you don't think that, see, it's hard for us to imagine. Now, this is all allegedly because I'm alleging things and I don't have evidence for all these things. So we're going to be honest, right? I'm not saying, but I'm, I'm just telling you, you got to think to yourself, how is it that so-and-so become your favorite hip-hop uncle and so, but you don't even think about how did they get there? How did they live past all this? How is it that these people were trying to off them and somehow, some way, they still made it up here? Right? If you bow down here, like, here, statistics show, I know you don't want to hear this. If you got a gang right now, if you're part of a gang, anybody, if you hear me and you dealing with criminal behavior, fine. You ready? Right, you ready? And some be lying. Some of them never did anything. I'll give you that, right? But if you're part of a gang, I promise you, let your gang get to be about 10 people strong. Definitely by the time y'all be hitting 50. How you doing, Auntie Mary? By the time your gang get to 50, definitely, at least two, three people in there are informants. And probably one of the informants is, is more than likely somebody that works directly for the government. You get the 500 people, it's guaranteed that the FBI is up in that piece. You get the 5,000, it's guaranteed that the CIA is running it. This is why all these people who want to be Crips and Bloods, did you not get the memo? The Crips and Bloods started off as people who protected our society. And now what happened? The police came in, right? Criminal behavior came in. They found out that they could go ahead with people who lack character, who were our own people, would come in and would serve somebody else's benefit, cause war and stuff amongst each other. And so the Crips and Bloods have been controlled by the FBI, the state police, and the CIA for generations now. So if you if you want to be a crypt or blood, you have to join an organization that's controlled by the feds. You're talking about you're not a snitch, but the people who are snitches are the ones who work, right? Your organization is nothing more than a snitch for the ultimate gangs. Yeah, LA cops work with Crips and stuff. LA cops themselves, remember, the LA cops, especially the, the high-ranking um, Mexican officials, they themselves are part of a gang to where they get Nazi tattoos and they have to off somebody in their community as part of what they're doing. We know this for a fact. This is not even it's not even something I'm alleging at this point. I'm talking about you can go watch, you can go watch stuff on YouTube, Netflix, whatever the case might be, and find out for yourself. Right? And matter of fact, even the person who's the police chief. Is take has been taking it hard for years now because hey, people are like yo, you gotta be one of them if you won't do anything about them because we know that they're doing this. We have evidence of it, and you still won't put them in prison. 
This is just this is just re reality, right? So if if so, but going back to the London police work, there's some things that we can learn. You said, "Dang, I used to say everyone works for the government." Didn't realize gangs were included. Yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, babe. Amen. You was on it, right? Because the 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 police, and we're gonna find out today. That's why we're gonna use this. We're gonna just use London police and London police. What they did, they kind of um, influenced everybody else, especially anybody who was colonized by the UK. You got to kind of think of them as doing the same thing. You said in NY in, in, in New York and New Jersey, they used to work with the Italian mafias. But, oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Matter of fact, <laughs> the big names that people talk about, you know, uh, Siegel and uh, uh, who's the one I'm really looking for? The cat from Chicago, um, uh, mafioso from Chicago and uh, mafioso in New York, mafioso in L.A., uh, all of them, all these cats, they, they you got to realize the government has to be in on it. Right? Is it John Gotti? Is Gotti Chicago? Capone. Gotti might be Chicago as well. Right? Bugsy, all these people. Yeah, but you got to look into it. Because even if it's reversed, even if it's the criminal who's paying the officers, they still linked up. Right? Or if it's the officer who's paying the criminal. Remember, even in on what you call, what do you call, uh, the Kennedys made all their money off of their bootlegging. Right? How you doing, Tim Lashisha? Even if it's bootlegging, right? The bootlegging um, people, guess what? At first, everybody was making moonshine. There was no problem with it. The government couldn't get their cut, just like they're doing with weed now. The government couldn't get their cut. The, the beast can't get their cut, so what do they do? They say it's illegal, right? It's the only amendment, by the way, that's been made, and then they had to take it off the table. This is how powerful <laughs> this is how powerful these gangs are, right? The only amendment, the only reason they brought up the amendment was because it was a racism thing anyways, and they were saying that black folk when they drank they got out of control. It was one of the things they used, and then you had women that got behind it as well and said that their husbands be acting up and this and that or whatever. So they made this amendment, right, to say we're gonna get rid of alcohol, right, because of all these circumstances, and it became right versus left and voting and all this, and so they voted alcohol out. Eventually, they got everybody on board with it, but they still had the speakeasies, and the police officers would show up themselves, and the, and the governors and stuff would be there themselves, and people were making money, and if you didn't give the government their cut, they would come for you. That's how it operated. But then after a while, the people who were in the speakeasies and stuff, they started sending family members and they started training people to go into government. And then they started making deals with the government and also having their families in place of government. And they said, fine, now that we got this thing under control, you guys are going to change this back. Yeah, prohibition is the only amendment that's been amended. Yeah, yeah, because it was never... It was never about that anyway. I mean, we don't even think about this stuff, right? So the police officers and the gangs and the government, they, they make up a new law. They get rid of what y'all did. And then guess what? Here's the Kennedy family. Who becomes somebody that's right away high up in government out of the Kennedy family? Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy. Gangster extraordinaire. Now is in the midst of stuff. He's a Hitler sympathizer. And he's standing there making sure, hey, we're not even going to go over to Germany. And then guess what? Eventually, he wanted to become president. They couldn't get him up there fast enough. So then guess what happens? Jack, Jack's son, John, who also was a Hitler sympathizer, who also didn't like us, who also was a gangster, he gets to become president. And then even though they took out his son, guess what? RFK is coming right behind. And he has to get taken out before he makes it. And that wasn't on some um, righteous stuff. This and that. that was some gang stuff. Back in the day, we would have said some gang shh. Right? Like that was some gang. 
That's what it was. That was gang gang. Like and and JFK came up in there and they were gonna destroy, dismantle the system that other gangsters had in place, like you know Rothschild families and Ashkenazis and and other people that are gangs as well. They they, they were gonna get rid of that stuff because JFK found the law and he was like, yo, we don't even gotta give y'all money. We can print out our own money. He was doing it for themselves. He was like, America can print out our own money and not a Kennedy family. We can start making the money. So he said, we're going to cut y'all up. We're going to pay y'all the debt. We're going to do y'all right. You know, gang, you know, gang recognized gang, right? There's honor amongst thieves. We'll make sure we pay you off. But then once we pay you off, we're done with you and you can't control us anymore. They said, oh no, we ain't playing that. Boom, boom, boom. Right. His own man and his own coach. Right. Reaches his hand behind while he's on, has his hand, hand on the steering wheel, goes under his coat, and you see it when they zoom in, right? This is not even conspiracy theory. This is not allegedly. You can watch the video where the drive where the driver's there, hand goes here, his head goes backwards, all of a sudden hand goes back, car speeds up, and the person who should have seen and the per, and his wife moves back this way, away from the gunshot, and then eventually comes back over because Jackie was probably in on it too and then the person who's supposed to be in the in the passenger side in the front who's supposed to be the secret serviceman he keeps he's looking forward like this at what's going on and never once thinks and never once reacts to go forward and never once thinks let me turn around and look at him right this is this is all there, right? This is some gang stuff, gang gang. And then they tell you about the magic bullet. Do some research on the magic bullet. It's one of the worst things ever put. It's one of the things they just put in your face. Like they so stupid, they not even gonna research. Look up the magic bullet when you get a chance. I'm, we don't talk about London police work, I promise you. But remember, Sunday we got more time, so I'm gonna take my time with this. But look up, look up London police work. I'm sorry. Look up uh, the magic bullet when you get a chance. Where they literally, after he shot, they come in and they tell you this magic bullet somehow was was the culprit, and the bullet doesn't have any of his DNA, any blood, right? It's not even really fragmented, right? Like, like it, it's they they, they tell, there's people. I'm not the only. I'm telling you, government officials are like, yo. Even if we believe that that Kennedy was off by somebody far away or in the grassy knoll or whatever. People who work for the government would tell you that bullet is BS. Forgive me for using such a term. That bullet is nonsensical. <laughs> right? How you doing, Donna? How you doing, Sister Beverly? You said you've been to the assassination museum. There's no way Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah. Yeah. No way he got him from that angle. And by the way, they'll tell you Lee Harvey Oswald is supposed to be some kind of, forgive my language, this is what they would say. He's some kind of screw up. And yet at the same time, he did that. You see what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's just it's it's a lot going on, right? But I but I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and, and let's get back to the lunch. But do some research on the magic bullet. It'll mess you up if you've never done something before. It'll mess you up, right? It'll mess you up. And then they and then they gonna name name it after you know you go down to Houston and they gonna name the stuff after him. It's crazy. But anyways, so you're dealing with back to the 1680s, back to London police work. When you have more capitalism and more capitalists coming and you have lack of character, it means you have a rise in criminal behavior. And so from in between the 1680s to, I believe, the 1720s, crime is extremely and vastly growing. Right. You're having a problem. You're, you're having a problem where the stuff vastly is growing. Right. Um, crime is growing at, a, at, a, at an astronomical rate. It is growing at a rate that doesn't make sense. People haven't seen this before, right? This isn't something where you can say this is black folk doing this. This is English people. It's, it's getting torn up. Um, by the way, at this time, 
right? We have to also recognize that law is carried out a lot different than what we're used to. So at this time, there's no police force, really, that exists outside of military enforcement. And that was something that was going on in um, colonies, different places around the world. There's no, there's, no, there's no police. There's zero police. So while there's zero police at this point outside of military police officers, and yes, you could... Um, you could kind of sort of have a militia, but they didn't really do militias like that. Matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why it's put in the Constitution is people, when they finally separate from England, they're like, yo, um, we, we don't want to really depend on the military uh, to kind of come into our homes. Also, the military really ain't enough to take care of this anyways. And on top of that, we need to have militias. There were militias, but not to the level that we would see them later on in the United States of America. How you doing, resident? Um, Resonant. I'm just gonna say it like that. <laughs> how you doing? Thanks for being part of the community. Uh, how you doing, Donovan? So, the crime crime is getting out of control. Um, there's no police for us, really, what to speak for. Matter of fact, if somebody does something, you're gonna have a a citizen's arrest. If you're part of the public, if you're a public citizen, you're gonna do a citizen's arrest. Way more is way more likely than a military arrest. Um, they actually had it to where. If you did a citizen's arrest, I think you got, forgive me if I'm off on this, I think you got 40 pounds or something like that, which back then would have equated to something like seven, or today would be something like 7,000 US dollars. I could be off on that a little bit. You said you wanted to do that before too? I've, I've thought about it. I don't think I've ever actually done one before, right? Oh, okay. All right. Noel, we'll have a great day. Um, have a great day over there. Right. So I believe they got, uh, I believe they got 40 pounds. Um, and, and right. And obviously not pounds like it's in weight, but 40 pounds is in, you know, currency. And when they got that, I believe that was about equal to $7,000. So it was worth it. Um, I guess depending on your finances, some people would say you may be losing your life ain't worth it, depending on who you're trying to do a citizen's arrest to. But if you saw something going on and you were the one to go ahead and apprehend the person, um, that's how it worked. But since, but obviously there's probably more likely than not that more people, most people would probably not do that. Right. <laughs> Rather than do it. So since you have no police and since you have more people who will probably watch a crime be committed and then just call and hope that a constable, which by the way, there were constables and stuff, kind of, sort of, back then, but constables aren't like what you guys think of today. Or, you know, uh, police officers who are on their beat, some of you would say, like the police officers that walk around, constables, things like that. In the United States of America, you know, we have a different comprehension. Our police kind of go separate ways because their police officers are coming through what we're talking about today. Our police officers are more, start getting more attached to slave patrolmen. So our police work differently. That's why their police officers don't really carry weapons. And if you do need something that carries weapons, they have special forces that come in with the weapons. But nobody, they're trying, they, their police officers aren't really supposed to carry weapons. Your police officers carry weapons because your police officers are coming from slave patrolmen. So slave patrolmen have to have weapons to be able to deal with people that weren't really people. They weren't even persons. They were property. Their responsibility was to make sure that they still kind of treated these persons as persons. Right? So, so that's what's there. Well, if that's your weapon of choice, well, we hope and pray that you're able to come out of that and that you don't make that your first things first, right? Um, how, however, what we're talking about, how you doing, Money Green? And crim so the, the criminal, right? The criminal is, is jumping. As a matter of fact, it's getting to a place to where it's probably more apropos. It's probably more, uh, it makes more sense to be a criminal back in these days. 
How you doing, Sister Nadine? And brings more sense to be a criminal back in these days and not value character because criminals were actually making more capital or just as much as some of these people who were non-criminal. You see that? And forgive me, y'all hear my stomach growling. That means it's coming down. I'm not feeding it as much. <laughs> uh, so the stuff that's supposed to be criminal, right, is, 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 is actually... Um, making more money, right? And remember, we said that people say corrupt and criminalism, people who were make high up, they're more corrupt. But somebody who's corrupt, whether you're low class or high class, you're still corrupt. If you're high up or low up, you're still a criminal, right? But that stuff is starting to change some. So now we have a situation where next thing up is that they start having to come up with penal codes, right, for property crimes. So this thing called penal codes, now you have to deal with penal codes. They have to have penalties, and these penalty codes are getting out of control because they're using property crime. Now, remember, in capitalism, right, if we're dealing with capitalism, we have to deal with this thing, which, once again, we talked about chattel, slavery, and capitalism are really married in with each other so much, so seamlessly, that when you say capitalism, you don't realize you're actually talking about chattel slavery still. But whenever you're talking about um, these penal codes and stuff that pop up in capitalism, it's because you have to deal with something called property law right you have to deal with property law because all this stuff that's happening and these penal codes and everything we're just dealing with we're just basically dealing with currency right we're dealing with money that's why you have people who are in debt and you pay debts to society that's why you do all that stuff because you're dealing with property you're dealing with property law that's it it's all property, right? Matter of fact, really, there's only there's only four things, if you're dealing with the United States of America, there's only four uh, types of law constitutionally that you're going to see show up in court, right? I know there's procedural law, and there's remedial law, and there's substantive law, there's natural law, there's universal law, there's law of attraction, law first mentioned, there's all these different laws, there's a law of thermodynamics, first law of thermodynamics, and all these laws, there's laws of this, there's laws of that, there's public law, there's private law, but there's only going to be four basic things that you deal with as far as the, what the Constitution itself values. Everything else, if they're trying to get you to do it, it's not even constitutional, right? And two of the laws... Two of the four, they kind of work together as one. They're so similar that you'll actually usually just put them, lump them into the same thing. Two of the laws are maritime law and at law of admiralty. Those two are so similar and usually work exactly the same um, to the point to where a lot of people just kind of lump them in as one. I would say it's dangerous too, but there's those two are there. Then the only two that you have left are going to be um, law of equity and you're going to have um, common, uh, common law. Right. And within that, you're basically going to try to figure out, are we dealing with like uh, law that I have to pay something like financially? We're we dealing with like criminal law. Either way, I'm, I'm paying debt to society. Right. Right. Either way, we're going to be dealing with something that are you, you put you're paying your debt to society. That's really all we're dealing with. Right. So 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 you're having property law. This is why you even have stuff with people talking about S-Corps and C-Corps and LLCs and trusts. All of this is property, right? Your birth certificate is, in fact, a straw man, just like these other things. A straw man is something that comes from property law. So if somebody even talks about a straw man argument in apologetics, what is a straw man argument? Straw man argument is, is that I'm actually arguing it with you. But you're trying, but this is what I'm arguing. This is the person or this is the thing. This is the noun I'm arguing. However, you're taking the argument and you're trying to use something else 
to be able to say that it's actually something else that's more responsible so that this thing I'm arguing or you don't have to take accountability for it, but somebody else does. Well, that's because a straw man property, right? Like, so let's say you get something and we get something, we buy it, we put it under SOC. SOC becomes the straw man, right? So the so, so SOC now has this property, but the property is under SOC. Somebody comes looking for us and they say, well, we want to come at y'all. We say, you can't come at us because... The problem is not with us. The problem is with SOC. Well, what is SOC? SOC is not even something that's connected to your government and stuff like that. Matter of fact, your government has to uplift it because your government uh, supports the, our religious rights as an organization. So they say, okay, cool. Well, I guess we can't really come at y'all for this and that or whatever, right? And as long as we're not breaking law anyway, it should be a problem. But that's why you do that, right? You use something or you put it under a trust or you put something where it's separate. Why do you put it as separate? Because it's a straw man, property law, right? So you're having property issues that are popping up because now if people lack capital, but they need to make money, there's no jobs, right? But they need to make money, right? Matter of fact, you have these wars that are being fought. And when times of war, when things go down and they don't need the soldiers and the soldiers come back home, they need money. We'll get into that towards the end of this today. But but when you have soldiers and they don't have anything and they got to come back, they start committing crimes because when they're at war, they make money. When they're home, they don't. Still happens today, by the way. You know, when I'm when I'm on when I'm on, on shore duty, I don't much I don't make as much money as when I'm as when I'm um you know, uh forgive me, when I'm out but that's not out to sea but that's not, uh deployed. When I'm deployed I make a lot more money than when I'm on shore duty. A lot of people don't know that, right? If you haven't been in the military. Because even when I go out, they'll give you more money because you're deployed. They'll give me more money because I'm in another country. Give me enough more money if I'm fighting, right? If I'm fighting, some people like to go back because of the thrill. Some people like to go back because of them checks. Oh, put me in a place where even if there's no war going on, they just consider to me being to be in a war zone. Oh, they're gonna double up, triple up sometimes, right? My wife, therefore, who even though we're going to start having problems because of this, but hey, if I got a wife and I'm in, we're going to start having problems, but she happy about the money that's coming in. Right. Like they making money off of this war. It's just right. So there's there's a lot of stuff that goes in with these laws. Right. But when people come back home. Right. They, they don't have anything coming in, especially back then, because you got paid when you left. And then they would go ahead. They'd steal. They'd, they'd ransack other people's stuff. They would S.A. women. They would do all types of stuff. So they had this great feeling. They had all this money and they come back. But when they came back after a while, you don't have anything to do. And especially if you weren't smart and you spent it all. But then you poor when you get back. Right. So you're dealing with lack of currency. And so if there's no currency coming in, there's no flow. What do you do? Well, you start robbing properties. So now capitalism and lack of capital has made it to where you're dealing with property. Right. You're dealing with property issues. People are stealing from other people's property. So there but there's no police. There's no policia. There's no policy. There's no people who hold a government policy that actually have any structure or power to be able to make enough of a change. Does it sound familiar? Right? It doesn't matter how many police you have today or not. You don't have people who have enough power, who have been given enough power by the beast to actually make some kind of change. We're just dealing with the same thing. Right? So, so when you're dealing with this, this is what you're dealing with. So you're dealing with the 1600s to the early 1700s and all this stuff is going on and it's getting out of control, right? It's getting out of control. So now 
What do they do? They come up with these penal codes for property crimes. And here's the problem, though. you got a whole bunch of property crimes going on, but guess what you don't have space for? You don't have space at all. You don't have the space, right, for the for prisoners, right? And these prisoners are important because the prisoners, when you're arrested, what do you come? The prisoner becomes property. Mm -hmm. So we got a problem. Because when these people get arrested, they become property. But your property, here's the wild part about it, right? Your property still owes a debt. Your property still owes a debt. Your prisoners become property. Your property owes a debt, but you don't have space for prisoners because you don't even have a police force and you don't even really have enough people that make enough money and you haven't set up enough um, you haven't set up enough of housing for your property. Right? You've got you've got so so they're they're having a problem now. Right? There's a problem now, right? Matter of fact. Well, we'll get into some of the stuff, but we're having a problem. Can you see that? That I don't have enough space for my prisoners. I don't have enough space for my property, right? When I arrest you, even by law to this day, if you get arrested, you you forfeit your rights and you are now becomes a slave. You are property, right? And anybody who's a slave is in debt. Anybody who's a debt, who has debt is a slave. Right. You have to be careful. Even when people be teaching this stuff and they say, oh, no, I'm always in debt. You want to make debt work for you. I don't have any money. I'm always in debt. I always owe somebody uh, that they don't. That's not necessary. They're using certain words, but that's not what they're really doing, because if they're in debt, they're a slave and somebody. And sometimes they're telling you the truth. Like, for example, um, when they say I'm always in debt, Robert Kiyosaka or or uh, uh, um, Elon Musk or. Different people that you listen to, yeah, man, I, I, I'm always in debt. I'm always paying back. I'm always making sure I always got some kind of credit card thing. I'm always paying something off. Okay, true that. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but here's the deal. Um, if you're in debt, for example, they got these corporations. Your corporation is private. You got a private corporation, right? So a private straw man, a private fake person, yet still you have publicly traded. When you publicly trade it, you have to do certain things to make sure that people who are investing in you are happy enough to keep investing in you, right? Which means that now you're a slave to what they say. This is why even though they might not like Colin Kaepernick, they still have to actually be obedient to some of the stuff that you and I want to do, at least so that they can think so they can give the appearance that, oh, okay, it's cool to keep buying these tickets to go to these NFL games because they're at least pretending Right. So they still have to have some kind of debt or this is why, you know, um, if we put out a truth or something like that, if I were to say, hey, I want to make money from YouTube, I want to make money from TikTok, I want to make money from from um, from Facebook, from from whatever they have to. Then they, they have the right to be able to say, hey, our investors, the people who we're enslaved to, the people we're in debt to, the people that we need to keep on moving, they get to tell us what to do. Anybody who's in debt is always a slave. This is why your Bible says you were bought with a price. But it says that you go from slave. See, it's different in the kingdom. Because so it says you go from slave to what? To servant. Then you go from servant 
to friend, and then you go from friend to fellow heir. So yes, you were bought with the price, but the person who says you're in debt with them says you couldn't pay me back if you wanted to. Just be obedient to what I'm obedient to, and then you can graduate eventually to fellow heir, that whatever I get, you get. Right? But, but both of us, in the kingdom or outside the kingdom, we both start off in debt. We both start off as slaves. Matter of fact, the debt that we owed was not even to the kingdom originally. The debt that we owed was to the world. Then when we got saved, we come out of the world and we're no longer in debt with that. Then now that we're not in debt with that, what do we do? We go from not being in debt with that to now figuring out who are we in debt to, the one who gave his life. Well, the one who gave his life says, hey, start doing some things and let's start talking about indentured servitude. See, it's the reverse of the world. The world starts taking you from up high and you start losing freedom. Here it says you came in with nothing. Let's go ahead and build you up. And so you go from slave to indentured servant, right? So now you want serfdom. You go from serfdom to freedom. You go from freedom to all of a sudden you're a lord. You go from a lord to all of a sudden being a king. <laughs> right? So so it's different in the kingdom. But in the world, right? You got to still recognize this. Whoever owes a debt, you are a slave. And by the way, this is why we are faithful to Christ. Because Christ could have kept you as a slave. But instead, he said, no, I want you to get what I have. Right? So we, owe, we still owe a debt to him. But he paid it all. So our debt is like, yo, we might as well be with you and roll with you and be what you asked us to be because we, we, we don't owe a debt, even though technically we still do. But you wiped it clean. But it, it, it's like with my wife. I told you, my wife loved me. I was talking to her about this um, last night that, that we were listening to some wild stuff that people say about the people they supposedly love. And I was like, man, I can't imagine like you, you saw me at my lowest and were speaking so much positive into me and so much love into me and things of that nature. Right. Right. So, so you, so you were speaking so much positive and so much greatness into me and so many things into me. And so when you spoke these things into me, it, it was, it was something like, I can't see myself like not taking care of you. I can't see myself not lifting you up. I can't see myself not being with you or whatever. I can't see I can't see myself treating you certain ways or whatever. I can't see you treating me certain ways, right? And I and I was telling her, you know, like as a guy, it's really weird when I see like sisters out there and brothers do too, but I'm just saying when sisters will be up there and they'll be like looking at you and they're not even going to be, deal with you or they'll only deal with you when you this, that or whatever. And I'm like, that's cool. I get it. Everybody has their own stuff. We got to make sure our sisters are secure and feel affection. Right. But I'm like, yo, if you, you, if you won't deal with me when we first come in and you won't love me like who I am, or you'll only be attracted to me because somebody else is attracted to me or some kind of mess like that. I'm like, what's the point of this? <laughs> right. You see what I'm saying? Like, like my wife help, is helping me to erase the debt. That means that I'm always in, in debt to her, in a sense. Like, even though she doesn't, she doesn't, she's, she's not saying you owe me anything, this and that, or whatever. At the end of the day, why would I not owe her? How you doing, Sister Gertrude? How you doing, uh, uh, um, Damon? You see what I'm saying? So, so my my mindset with my wife is completely different, right? Than what you than what Caspi dealing with it, talking about doing things like that because she 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 found me where I was at my low and helped me with this. Why would I why would I sit up there and allow somebody else who only sees the value in me now that I'm in my high place? But she saw me in my low place and said, you were already a king in my eyes. I already saw the king and you I already saw the value. I already saw the organization. I already saw the things in you. Why would I why would I leave that? You see what I'm saying? So prisoners become property but we all owe a debt and go going back now to the english in the 1720s 1730s or so you're dealing with 
property issues, but they don't have enough space for these prisoners who are becoming their property. And so now the prison system is out of whack. So guess what they have to do next? Guess what they have to do next? Now they've got to go ahead and what? Parliament starts coming up with something called, at least I don't know if they called this at the time. I think it was a nickname. I don't know the official title for it. So those who are British, those who are UK, those of you who've gone to school for this or whatever, feel free to go ahead and tell me what this stuff actually is. And if somebody, I know we got people that listen from all over the world. If somebody from um, you know England is listening and I'm off on something, please feel free to correct me and let me know, right, that I'm, I'm on the wrong path. But the parliament now has to institute something that we now know today, at least, as the bloody codes. The bloody codes. Right? I'm giving you some stuff to write down, take notes, go down some rabbit holes and stuff. I'm always trying to tell you guys, make sure you study and make sure you, if you need to challenge it, if you need to make sure, if you need to check it, make sure I'm telling you the truth, right? So they have to come up and institute something called the bloody codes. Now the bloody codes is wild because the bloody codes is, is reactionary. And as we know, anything in life that's reactionary is going to give you problems. This is why we always have to be preactive, not reactive, Right? And thank you for the love. Appreciate it. So when you're dealing with the bloody code, what you're saying is you could have a boy steal an apple and he might be strung up. Right. You could have a, you could have a, a boy steal an apple. He might get strung up. Now, how you doing, Alfredo? Right. You you might have somebody um, pick be a pickpocket. Pickpocket gets strung up. Right. The bloody coats. Matter of fact, there was a there was a judge. I don't remember this judge's name. I didn't write this judge's name down. But there was a judge who was asked a question one time or no, not even asked a question. I guess he wrote out um, because there was somebody who stole a horse. And when they stole a the horse, they when they stole the horse, they um what is it I'm looking for? When they stole the horse, they well, basically they got hung for it. And the judge said, you know, when they sentenced him to death, the judge said, we do not, um, we do not, what is it? We do not, um, oh, we do not hang so that horses will not be stolen. We hang, uh, what is it? Oh, no, we do not hang because horses might be stolen. We hang so that horses will not be stolen. Something like that. Something ridiculous, right? So, and all these different things that are going on with the bloody codes. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. Once again, though, it's because you lack room in your prisons. A lot of people don't know this, uh, but you lack room in your prisons, so they started outsourcing their prisoners to their colonies. So you send prisoners to places like what you call the United States of America, right? You send prisoners to places like you call Canada. You'll send your prisoners to places like that you now call Australia, this is why these are all prison colonies, right? You send prisoners to uh, places like Jamaica. These are the people that eventually will become the people that are better than the indigenous people who are non-criminal, and they'll be the ones who now rule over them and take this same bloody mindset over where they're going. Doing it in Africa right now, for sure. Now think about what I just said. What did we just say? These are criminals who in your state, 
even though it's we, we would find this extremely draconian, right? This would be extremely uh, difficult to deal with. We wouldn't say that this is something that we should do. But in your state, in your belief system, you believe these people deserve to lose their lives, right? And 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 and, and so what you'll do is if you don't have space for them, you decide to start sending them to other countries or not even countries but colonies that belong to other people. So our people who are non-criminal, think about the mindset of today, what people say about our people today, right? Not just in the United States of America, but also over in England, by the way, we're going to be trying to see if we can have a meeting soon for those who would like to help out, help, help us out with stuff in jail. We even have people who are willing to help us out with, with um, people who are doing going through stuff in jail and jail ministry, if you will, whatever. And some of them are in England, right? And so they can tell you if I'm wrong, right? But, but, but even... But but what they said then was, you guys who are the indigenous, or you guys who we even enslaved and moved to certain places with us, right, to work for us, both of y'all, we have decided that you guys are not on the same level as the ones that we thought were worthy of being sentenced to a loss of life. And so when those people are freed, matter of fact, some of them will even become indentured servants. They des- We said they deserved... To lose their lives, but we will allow them to have a job. And once they finish making enough money on their job and they pay back their debt to society or whoever we sold them to, then they'll be the ones to go ahead and buy you up and tell you that you're nothing. Right? This is this is a bloody code mentality. Right? This is a bloody code. Literally, people going, you know, forgive me for the bad accent, people from the UK, but this is literally like a like a black black hell, right? This is literally a black hell that you're putting them through with these bloody codes, right? You literally, you even lacking empathy. Come on, Sister Bree, right? To where you don't even realize that you lack the ability to empathize to where both of y'all were enslaved and both of you have been told that you're nothing. Matter of fact, the reason, and we'll get into this a little later, one of the reasons why they're saying that you guys are nothing and deserve to be put in prisons and have these debts to society, one of the reasons they're saying this at this time is because you, uh, because they just really don't like poor people. Right? What is that thing called, babe? Help me out if you're on. So I don't know if you're still, I think you're still on with this. Uh, what is what is uh, What is it that they call it when they don't want you to be in the um you don't they don't want the homeless to be somewhere like in New York or someplace like that so they make stuff literally to where they make um benches and things like that to where the benches could actually stab you or different things like that what is the what is the stuff what do they call that how you doing frog though how you doing Travars right what is it that they they call that um whatever furniture or whatever they call it hostile architecture thank you hostile architecture right let me just write that out for you Thank you, babe. I appreciate you. Um, hostile. Hostile architecture. Right? To where they literally, they don't want you. They don't want poor people. They don't want people who are dealing with stuff. They don't want to help anybody out. So they'd rather go ahead and make sure that they make it to where you can't find a place to sit. You can't find, and then they'll put laws with this as well. They'll put penal codes with this as well, right? Part of gentrification for sure. And they'll put penal codes and all this stuff together to ensure that you can't even sit down. You can't even relax. You can't even rest. You can't sleep anywhere, right? There are people 
You know, there's people where they've they've been burning people's gardens up and, and tearing gardens up that people put together to make sure that people in the community could eat. Yeah, and at the end of the day, hostile architecture, it hurts everybody. It removes comfort for everybody. So now you would want to sit down in New York, too. But you can't sit down in certain parts of New York because they have it set up where they don't want anybody to sit down because what if a homeless person sits down? You can't do certain things in the library, believe it or not, anymore because they have it set up in the library to where they want to make sure that it's very hard for a homeless person to be able to have access. Because, you know, a homeless person might fall asleep in there or they might smell. And, you know, you can't study or go somewhere else in the library if somebody might, you know, have bad hygiene. Right. But these would be the same people that say that they're trying to recidivize you. Yeah. Do it for crowd control as well. Amen. And anything you're supposed if anything you're supposed to help the homeless in any way possible, you would think. Right. But we have hostile architecture. So so this is this is kind of the same mindset that's going on at this time. And you don't have the prisons, and so now they're putting these people in indentured servitude, and the people that get out of indentured servitude, they're told, hey, well, at least now that you're out of this, you might be starting from nothing, and you might you might even be a criminal, but even criminals are better than these indigenous folk. Own them and make a life out of it. Yeah, the parks they made between homes and gated them. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I'll be riding through stuff, and I'll see a park, and sometimes I'll be thinking to myself, it'd be nice if Solomon could play at that park. And I already know, though, there's probably somebody who would see us playing there and would be like, why are you here? Even though the park is public and the police would probably come there and support the person who's there. Right. So I had to think like that. <laughs> right. Even if I just want my son to play with children, I have to think twice sometimes. How you doing, Brother Allen? I have to think twice. Because society is anti what they consider, you know, they see the way I am. I, I, I'm not worried about doing certain things. I'm not, I don't feel like I have to show you what kind of vehicle I drive to prove to you this and that or whatever, who I am, blah, blah, whatever. I don't feel like I have to make sure that I show you uh, all of my credentials and stuff. But, but some people, they won't give you that. How you doing, JP? And uh, thanks for being part of the community. You'll see Yahoo, Yahoo. Or Yosah, Yahoo. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but thank you for being on. I'm not sure what dialect you use, but thank you. So, so we're dealing with this stuff. This is all coming out of something that's leading us to what London police are. This is something that we have to recognize because whether you like it or not, this is something that's permeated the whole world. Right? This is something that's permeated the whole world. So the prison system, they don't have enough space for the prisoners. They don't have enough space for their property. So Parliament comes up with the bloody code. And after that, guess what? That also means that you, execution... Right? Execution of prisoners is big bank. Sorry for my execution is big bank. Big bank. People showed up in executions in droves. People paid a whole bunch of money. It was like a it was like a Coliseum type thing. They put somebody out there and all these people were showing up to watch people get executed. It becomes, it becomes, my. it's Roman, Greco-Roman. Remember we talked about the romantic value in this stuff earlier? It's very Greco-Roman. 